I've got life all figured out. Those are the words of an overconfident man sure to soon meet an obstacle of which he's currently unaware. Luckily, those words aren't mine. Instead, I've got life all figured out according to the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve. They released a survey compiling economic well-being of U.S. households in 2017. And if I shared all the details, it would bore you to tears. Please know I've read the whole thing and there is some interesting data. In the report, they break us up by race, education, and income. And outside of how much Hispanics love and support their families, we're not all that different. In fact, one out of five Americans own their own business. One out of four makes more than $100,000 a year. On the whole, things are a lot better in this country than they were 100 years ago. In fact, they're better than they were five years ago, and that's progress. Now, there's some negativity. If half of Americans faced an emergency of $400 or more, it could break them. Other news of note, landlords suck. Going to a private, for-profit college can ruin your life, and you'd be surprised at how many Americans over 30 live at home. But I don't want to dwell on the negative because if you are in a bad situation, I know how it can just pile on. So I don't want to do that. Instead, let's talk about treading water, getting fixed, and urban camping as we survey the situation and start joshing around. I do feel like I have life figured out. However, planning the work is so much easier than working the plan. As for the plan, I've got a strong foundation, but I've identified five areas I can get better. And while I'm sure I'm missing a few, the five areas for me are mental, physical, familial, financial, and social. And honestly, if I can get stronger in each of those categories, then I feel all this joshing around will lead to a life well lived. If you can hear the soul searching in my voice, good ear. While I won't be going out for cigarettes and never coming back, and it's not time to grab my knapsack and hit the open road, I have reached a point in life where I plan to pivot. Now it all started when I parted ways with my previous business partner for no real reason, though I'll let it be known that he did keep pitching me the idea of opening up a robot sex brothel. Now, I've got a couple rules in life. One is don't trust anyone that doesn't like kids or pets. And I've added to that list now to not trust anybody that wants to have sex with robots. So far, so good. I'm treading water and keeping my head up. It helps that I didn't make any major mistakes when I was young. Well, I take that back. If you listen to this show, you know that's not true, but I have rebounded well from most. One mistake I'm glad I didn't make, though, was having to get student loans. Instead, I got through college on hard work, a little money in the bank, and crippling credit card debt that I walked away from in the mid-aughts when that was the end thing to do. According to the economic survey, though, recent college graduates with a bachelor's degree between the ages of 22 and 29, 65% or more had to get student loans to finish college. Compare that with people 60 years or older, and you'll find that only 28% of them had to get student loans in their day. So higher education truly has changed. To go back to those predators at private for-profit colleges, though, when surveyed, 51% of graduates of those colleges said they would choose a different place to go to school if they could do it again. Compare that with just 22% at public schools. So if you're thinking about going to a private for-profit college, caveat emptor. If you went to one of those schools, that's Latin for buyer beware. In the past, I've been considerate of my future by investing heavily in my company's 401k matching plan, only to pay the penalty to sell it all away in order to buy time. The Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve says that 68% of the people that do this feel like they're behind in their retirement savings. And they ain't lying. When it comes to the American household, 
10% of the population are adults living with their parents even though they no longer go to school. Now there's a myriad of reasons for you to live home with your parents, whether they're taking care of your kids or you're taking care of them. Who knows, maybe you're the one providing the financial assistance. But that said, I've seen the data, 35% of people 30 or older living at home just want companionship. There's a great story about this coming out of Syracuse where parents took their 30-year-old son to court to a victim. Apparently, he's been living at home this whole time, not doing chores or paying rent, and they've had enough. So they took him to court where he made quite a legal argument. In fact, so much so that the judge complimented him. Like a true millennial, though, he said, it only took me five minutes worth of research online, to which the judge responded, well, you should have spent more time then because here's the appellate court decision that overrules that nonsense you brought into my court. Now you're going to be evicted. Get out. Not that I'm really one to talk. A lot of the opportunity I've been given in life came when my mother decided to drop dead upon sight of an oncoming recession. Luckily, she left me with slightly more assets than liabilities, and I was able to make my way. Though I'd trade it all for one more day with mom, especially once I found out the rent I was paying was cheaper than the mortgage, taxes, and insurance combined. With that in mind, though, the American dream of homeownership is still alive and well. While ownership levels are slightly lower than they've been in the past, I blame that on the landlord's carefully crafted media message that renting is better. It's not. In fact, if you get yourself a 30-year fixed mortgage right now, you'll be paying almost the same in housing costs in 2050 as you're paying in 2025. So go ahead and lock in that rate. Don't be late. Another benefit of home ownership, according to the economic survey, doesn't matter white, black, or Hispanic, it's really hard to get the landlord to fix any problems in your place. Now, when you become the homeowner, you don't need to call the landlord to find out why things aren't getting fixed. Instead, you'll have an intimate knowledge that it's because there's not enough time or money. While I'm firmly entrenched in homeownership, I have traded up a few times to now dwell in what I consider to be the house of my dreams. That said, I'm still that kid that used to live out of a backpack and sleep in a van, which is why I got so mad at myself the other day when I realized it took me three years to even consider urban camping in my minivan. Seriously, I've gone soft. Here I am breaking the bank hiking hotels when I could have pulled out the captain's chairs, inflated an air mattress, and called it a night. Come on, kids. Who's coming camping? This epiphany arrived while I was at a fancy hotel waiting for the elevator when I saw a point-of-purchase marketing display advertising a fort kit that you could buy if you just called the concierge on the hotel phone. A fort kit? That sounds magical. Yeah, the copy explained that you could put all your devices away and go back to a more magical time of blanket forts. Wait, blanket forts? So they're just giving you some extra pillows and blankets? Oh, there's s'mores too? Well, here's 75 bucks. At least we know I have a solid backup plan in place if my pivot doesn't pay off. Me and my family can all live in the van. I think it will, though. As Earl Nightingale says, you're rewarded by the level of service that you provide. And I think I'm really providing a better service here than I was calling a hundred strangers asking, who do you know that wants to move into the area? Nobody? Great. When do you plan on moving? Instead, I've got a new script where I meet strangers and I ask, hey, do you listen to podcasts? And if they say yes, I recommend they listen to Joshin' Around. If they say no, well, I'm not trying to change their habits. Instead, they're just dead to me. So that's when I'll ask, when do you plan on moving? I've said it before, if you want to be a success, get moving. America is still the land of opportunity, but to capture that opportunity, you've got to be mobile. 
In fact, there's a great graph from the economic survey that I'll post on Instagram, at Joshua Around. In it, it shows the distance of current residents from the zip code they went to high school in. Of 29% of Americans, they're still in that same zip code. I'm one of 18% of Americans that are 1 to 10 miles away from the zip code they went to high school in. The graph goes all the way up until we find 17% of the population is 500 miles away or more. And those are the ones with the most opportunity, our highest earners. It's all because they went somewhere else to find what they needed. They didn't just wait around and complain about their situation. In fact, what they found was an overall quality of neighborhood that was better, safer, with more amenities, and better schools. So instead of just complaining about your lot in life, go ahead, get moving. With that, I better get a move on if I ever expect these ends to meet. I have to start saving too. With three kids, there's a 30% chance one of them will need companionship well into adulthood. Whether you're a homeowner or not, it sounds like your landlord sucks. Give me a call if you want to kick them to the curb. And finally, if any of my comments caused a family feud, don't blame me. I just repeated what the survey said. Now, though, it's time to ask 100 people to join me again the next time we all start joshing around.